another episode of The Ranch Review, the only podcast out there that reviews Ashton Kutcher's Netflix original, The Ranch. My name is Morgan Spatola. And I'm Thomas Jernigan, and this is my last episode because Morgan apparently has been possessed by some weird frontier spirit that likes Ashton Kutcher. Listen, I'm just saying it's a new year, new you. We haven't done a podcast since 2017. I think we should just change it up. I say that 2018, we start speaking like this. <laughs> okay, right? I'm sorry. No, that's awful. <laughs> Stop. No, no. I, I know either. You started it. All right. There's no stopping it now. All right. <laughs> now, let's talk about Ashton Kutcher and his amazing acting talents on Netflix original The Ranch, because this is what this pot... Ranch is good on salad, on fried chicken. I, I, I drink it sometimes from the bottle. It's that good. Okay, you called me bluff. Good God. What well, I just feel like I was in the Twilight Zone. I'll take this hat off, this cowboy hat. Yeah, all right. Now that I killed it on my text. I have family from Texas. I pretty stupid with the boots, too, don't I? Yeah, those boots are a little bit much. She dressed up for this, and I was wondering why. She kind of surprised me. I just had this idea, but uh, after hearing you talk like that, then I wanted to gouge my ear holes out. Big, big turn off. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. Anyway, all right, well, how are you doing, Morgan? How is your... New Year going. Oh, it's even, grand. Even though we're recording this in the past. We survived. It'll uh, be out on 2018. Yes, so. yes. So we are recording in the future. What? Huh? No, in the past. In the past, I mean. And they're listening in the future. Days of future past. Ooh, that would be a good X-Men movie to review. Oh, is that an X-Men movie? It is. It's probably one of the, like, actually, I say probably one of the, no, it is by far the best X-Men movie that's ever been released, other than Logan. Okay, so I know... What we can talk about. What's that? I have an ask to put out to our listeners. Okay. The ask is, stop what you're doing right now, listeners. We'll wait. We won't do anything that you'll miss. Do, do, and you need to hold on. Just pause. Pause the podcast after I say this. Don't pause it Not yet. now, guys. Don't pause it yet. Easy does it. Okay. So after, when I say go, I'm going to count you down. I'm going to say go. Pause the podcast. Text a friend that you think would like the show and tell them to listen to this episode. Yes. Because you are our special person for this episode. And so now you can tell them that you got mentioned on an episode because you, yeah, you, you, you're the one you that I'm talking about. are the unsung heroes. Of the podcast. Of the podcast. Mm -hmm. So when I say go, you'll pause it. You will... Text your friend and tell them to listen to this episode, episode 12. Majesty of Cinema. And then you'll come back and you'll listen. All right, ready? Are you ready? Okay. I'm One, ready. two, Thrice. three, go. Let's just like give them a second to do it. Okay. Do you think that... Okay, are you done texting? Stop texting. All right, awesome. Now we're back. Hi. Thank you for doing that, dear listener. You're the real hero. You are the real hero. Anyway, so uh, that was it. That was everything that I had. So do you want to uh, hit me with that list or what? Yeah, so um, I got a list here. Um, and it will be, you know, I was, I was deciding, I was contemplating uh, in my mind uh, for this first episode of the new year. What exactly... I am going to be throwing at you. Now, I could have come up with a new, fresh list of everything. But you know what? I was, at times, during the episodes, during the, what, like four months that we've been doing this? I'm mm -hmm. not sure. There Correct. are some episodes 
in which I present a list to you, and in my deepest heart of hearts and minds of minds, and Uh in the back of my mind, I am hoping and praying that you choose a a certain movie, Mm -hmm. and you just don't. Oh, I'm sorry. You just don't, and then I get bummed out, and then I'm just like, damn it, she should have chosen that movie. I was always known as the biggest disappointment in the family, what can I say? Well, that's what your mom usually says, so now I know. Now you know, I lived up to it. So, my point being, um, is that uh, every single episode, there, there is a certain movie that I want you to pick, and sometimes you pick it, sometimes you don't, but this list is a basically a compilation of episodes, uh, movies, five movies, that I've wanted you desperately to pick that you just haven't. Okay. And I think this is a good way to kind of uh, concentrate movies that I don't think you would ever choose okay. to. Something that was just way out of your comfort zone, okay. way out of your bubble. But... There are reasons why I think that you would genuinely like these movies, okay? Although when you hear the titles, you may be like, oh, you're just messing with me or whatever. So, so you're going to have to sell me on it. Probably. I may. Oh, am I not good at selling movies at this point? I think you. Yeah, I think you are pretty no, good No, I mean, I, I worked at the last blockbuster on earth. No, I didn't. But that would be kind of cool to do that. I would just raid the place and steal a bunch Does of stuff. blockbusters still have? No, they're done. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, like completely like gone. Even like even like North Dakota, I think they're done. Huh. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. Rip. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, so back to this list and the point of this. Uh, so this is the reject list. This is kind of the reject list, yeah. So let's get back to uh, the uh, this internet radio show that we're doing. Okay. And uh, let's go over the list for episode 12. All right. Episode, or not episode, <laughs> movie one is... Special movie to my heart, which I almost put on the Christmas list, mm-hmm. uh, which is In Bruges. Mm, in Bruges. Now, what do you recall of when I described it last Yeah, time? this will be kind of interesting because we've already talked about all these ones. Right? So, ostensibly, I should remember, but instead my brain... Ostensibly, yeah. Instead, my brain capacity is taken up by remembering words like ostensibly. Okay, In Bruges is about two hitmen and the job goes wrong or something? Yes. And Christmas. <laughs> Generally, yes. It takes place in December. It does indeed. Okay. Yes. But there, yes, that's it. you got it. But let me add on the to Christmas that. The Christmas Hitman. Yes. New so, Lifetime movie coming out. The one guy who messes up the job is, it's his like first gig. It's like mm. his first like job as a, as a Hitman. He mm-hmm. messes it up. And now he has to go in hiding in exile. Um, and he kind of finds things out about himself. He meets some people that... Uh, helps him along with that journey. I see. Anyway, Embruge is amazing. All right, so next movie okay. is Drive. 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 Not Baby Driver. Not Baby Driver. Drive. And not Ryan Reynolds. With Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. And he drives a car, and he, like, doesn't he fall in love with, like, the lady whose husband is in jail or something? Yeah. And then craziness ensues. I'm sorry, have you seen this movie? No. Oh, okay. Then yeah, it is. I think I just remember that from last time that we talked about it. Which was a while ago, I think. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yes, that that is kind of uh, uh, on the whole 
uh, what it is, but yes. Oh, he drives a getaway car for crimes. I, I just said he drives a car, but like we all drive cars, <laughs> so that's like, it. that could be anybody. Yeah. Um, Why do you think I should watch this movie? Because I think you'd like it. I think you would get a certain appreciation, which I didn't have for Ryan Gosling prior to that, hmm. because really, honestly, now I get excited for Ryan Gosling films, hmm. and that's an odd thing for me to say, because he is very kind of like Titanic Leonardo DiCaprio, like, let's Chick have a, a teenage girl put a poster of him up yeah. on there. Anyway, so the next... Uh, movie we got on this amazing list is something that I need you to see, but okay. I'm not pressuring you to pick. Interesting. It's not that bad as far as your disdain for these type of movies. I think I know what movie you're going to say, but go on. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. What did you think say? I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Mother for some reason. Oh, no. I don't, because you were just talking about it. Yeah, I just day. saw it. Just, it just came out on digital and I saw it and it was amazing. Why Why do you think as a feminist I need to see Silence of the Lambs? Because Clarice what? Starling, she's like... Who the, the fuck is that? It's the protagonist. It's Jodie Foster. Okay. Jodie Foster... Is amazing. Okay, yes. And she directed um, uh, an episode of Black Mirror for the new season. Jodie Foster did? Jodie Foster oh, wow. did, which was so bizarre. So what, what is feminist about Clarice's character? Because prior to this, you didn't have a lot of, like, driven female protagonists. This, this movie came out in 1990. Mm -hmm. Like, tell me a movie other than maybe, like, Alien with Scourney Weaver, where you had, like, a badass female lead that like would put herself in harm's way would have this crazy relationship with this psychopathic you know mass murderer or not mass murderer or like serial killer um and and and, and her acting was so great I, i'm sure she got nominated for an oscar for this i know anthony hopkins won i know this was the first horror movie to win best picture mm -hmm. so just just the power alone with this one character clary starling is so amazing. Even Jodie Foster's integrity for this role. So when they made, I don't know how many stupid-ass sequels for this movie that were just, 90% of them were terrible other than Red Dragon. Um, they made Hannibal. Um, and Jodie Foster refused to reprise her role because mm -hmm. she wanted her role just to stick with wow. Silence of the Lambs. And so uh, Julian Moore came in and just just butchered it um anyway i like julian more but whatever um anyway so um okay. i think i think this will and there's another movie uh that i have on this list is the last one that i think is very in line with feminist views and kind of not to dumb it down but girl power type shit um anyway i think i just did but anyway um yeah so signs of the lambs that's the third one on the list okay next one on the list uh-huh is another one that i'm just like please pick for god's sakes um and that is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all times. Changed my life. When I was 24 years old, I saw this movie. And when I left the theater, I just drove around Tucson, Arizona. I just drove for like 30 minutes just thinking about the movie. Which is Birdman. Or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Mm. Now, what do you know of Birdman? I know that I should have seen it by now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and it's about the superhero guy. And it may or may not have a supernatural ending because nobody will confirm that for me. And surprisingly enough, I have not looked up the Wikipedia article Good. yet. Good, as well you should not. Because that is one that I do want to. Like, I actually am curious about it. So he is an old washed up film star and he wants to put on a play. Yes. Right? And then shit happens and everyone learns about themselves. Yeah. Okay, well, yes. I pretty much nailed it, I think. Next one, which I feel like you're going to immediately write off 
as do a lot of other people. But again, very feminist, very, very... This this next movie shouldn't be called the title that it's called. Okay. Um, it should be named something completely different because it has nothing to do with the character title that it has. Okay. Um, which is uh, the uh, newest recent uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. I, I feel like Mad Max is a secondary character. It's mm. all about Charlize Theron's Furiosa character. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I hate to kind of get into your role about trying to guess what it's about, but she's basically, like, stealing these, like, girls away from this, like, huge warlord mm-hmm. and taking her to this place that's run all by, like, women mm-hmm. in this, like, Eden-like type place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, she's, she's just kind of a, a, a badass chick. All right, so let's go down the list again. Okay. First one, In Bruges. Okay. Second, Drive. Mm-hmm. Third, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Fourth, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Fifth, Mad Max Fury Road. What do you got? We are going to watch Birdman. (laughs) 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 Yep. Yay! We're going to watch Birdman. Birdman! Yeah. Great start to the new year. That is yep. Birdman. It's about damn time. I know, right? Yep. Let's and goats. That's it. Yeah. Let's go watch. How did we end up here? This place is horrible. Smells like balls. We had it all. You were a movie star, remember? Who was this guy? He used to be Birdman. I like that poster. You wrote this adaptation? I did, yeah. And you're directing and starring in your adaptation. That's ambitious. Are you afraid people will say you're doing this play to battle the impression that you're a washed-up comic strip character? Absolutely not. That's why 20 years ago I said no to Birdman 4. Hold the mask off! You do pop the mask off! Now you're about to destroy what's left of your career. You know I'm right. You're so nice! Hey, what's up? Why don't you try to rest a little bit? Face it, Dad. You're doing this because you're scared to death, like the rest of us, that you don't matter. And you know what? You're right. You don't. Baby, can you understand me now? Sometimes I get a little mad. Don't you know no one alive can always be an angel? When things go wrong, I seem to go bad. Listen to me. I'm just a You are the original man. Let's make a comeback. That's what I'm talking about. You're a bird man. You are a god. Hey, is this for real or are you shooting a film? A film? You people are full of crap. Music. He's a Hollywood clown in the Lycra bird suit. Yes, he is. But he's going out on that stage and risking everything. It's about being respected and validated. Remember, that's what you told me. I got a chance to do something right. I got to take it. Give the people what they want. Let's go back one more time and show them what we're capable of. Dude, you freaking rock! 
to take a second to talk about stay naked fit. Stay naked fit. I want to be naked fit, Morgan. Do yeah. you want to be naked fit? I would love to be naked fit. Uh, stay Naked Fit can help you do that. It's a meal prep company straight out of Tucson, Arizona. T-Town, Old Pueblo. Your place. My yes. hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they specialize in healthy whole meals uh, designed to help you meet your fitness goals. What are some of your fitness goals for the new year? Ooh, not to be a fat walrus like I am. Hey, me too. I, I have a bit of jiggle and I don't want that jiggle to be around. So I need some lean protein with... Accurate nutritional facts and awesome people to make those meals for me. What about you, Morgan? Uh, well, I also would like to be a skinny walrus like a you. A skinny walrus, Like yes. not a fat walrus, a skinny walrus, Because right? everything else is there. All the other characteristics of a walrus. Tusks and fur mm-hmm. and whiskers. It's good. Right. So I can find all of that on staynakedfit.com uh, to get my meals uh, prepped for me. I can also follow them on Instagram at staynakedfit. Um, and see amazing meals like paleo chicken fajitas or stuffed green peppers with ground turkey, brown rice, and veggie cheddar cheese. Those looked amazing. If you see mm. these pictures and you don't begin to salivate, mm-hmm. then you're not human and you should get out. So go to staynakedfit.com, check it out, get your meals prepped for you, fresh, easy, healthy. Now, so who else are we supported by ooh, this episode? I'm ex- so excited to give a nice little shout out to one of the most awesome bands out there, to one of the most awesome lead vocalists and uh, and just founders of this band, Matt Diana. The band is Message to the Masses. Awesome. And I feel like oh, I just want to rock on right now, man. Message to the Masses. Check them out. Uh, they, got a, they got a full length album coming up soon. Uh, not exactly sure when that's going to be dropping. Um, but if you want a little taste if, of the, the the majesty that is Message to the Masses, Scars, check out Scars. All right, it's going to be off their newest EP, Means to an End. Where can I find Scars? So you can find Scars on their Facebook page. I would just go to their Facebook page regardless. I mean, you, you got all the... Awesome pictures. They just played fall ball not too long ago with, I mean, people like Breaking Benjamin and like, you know, Thrice and everything like that. People know those bands. I mean, they, they, these these people are big and they're, they're making a name for themselves. I mean, you can even see merchandise that they, you know, have there. You can, uh, you know, pick up the EP, even pick up like a sweatshirt. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they got video. They got music videos there. And I remember even making a music video with Matt Diana's old band, I, I the name is 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 escaping me right now. Well, it's not important. We're but it's not important to the masses. But Matt Diana is a big part of it, and I remember that that nostalgic time in which we uh, made an awesome music video. I wish I still had that thing. I wonder if I do. Anyway, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you can go. I mean, really anywhere um, to, uh, to to find message to the masses. But yeah, I would definitely hit up their Facebook page um, and see all the. Uh, Awesome stuff, yeah, and yeah. Hey, maybe when you're, uh, you know, on iTunes, leaving a like, rate, and review for us, you can go over to Message to the Masses and download their new EP. Check it out because it is awesome. I mean, yeah, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. I mean, it's 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 going to be awesome. Again, means to an end. Message to the Masses, Scars, kick-ass song. The band, kick-ass. Matt, Diana, you are the man. Um, geez, I kind of want to just rock out to them right now. Holy hell, yeah. So, anyway, we just watched Birdman. Birdman! Weird yeah. and crazy and yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah. But I know that. Yeah. Let's get your take on it. Okay, well, yeah, so it was it was pretty wild. Um, I didn't know that it was so... 
there's a few ways that you can look at it. So it's very much like the one way that you can look at it is like magic realism, right? Like magic very, realism. Uh huh. That's like where like you know like magic and fantasy stuff like exists, but it's kind of just like you know, realistic, integrated to everyday life. So he's just a guy going about his day, but then also he has telekinesis. Yeah. Like, and it's not really talked about. It's just a a fact of his life, right? Uh So you can assume that that would be, you know, one take on it is that he does have magic powers Mm -hmm. and he does have superpowers and, you know, but he's also going through a hard time. He's just a guy with superpowers going through a hard time. So the second way that it could have been interpreted other than having magic powers is that he has a severe mental illness. That too. And so he's like hallucinating a lot of things things and uh imagining a lot of things and things like that quick synopsis so this guy riggan thompson uh is writing directing and starring in a play that's ambitious right it is ambitious writing directing starring in a play um and he uh he's pouring all of his whole life savings into it and everything and uh and it seems like things keep going wrong so he's really worried he really wants it to be a hit you know whatever and so it kind of takes you through that whole process of while they're doing the because it's on broadway so there's um they're doing like the previews for it basically um and things keep going wrong during the previews and they lose one of the main actors and then they get a new main actor who's a fucking crazy head and um, a crazy head yep <laughs> and then edward norton and then riggan thompson's daughter who's a recovering addict is in uh she's working as his assistant or something like that yeah. and causing trouble but he's trying to reconnect with her well, she's not really causing trouble. She's just, like, not enjoying it or something. Yeah. And he's trying to reconnect with her, but he's also really stressed out. And throughout this whole time, he's kind of, like, hearing this voice talking to him. And he's, um, you know, he has, you know, magic powers or whatever and is, like, using telekinesis and stuff that no one ever sees it. It's just mm-hmm. always when he's alone, you know. And he kind of tries to communicate about that throughout the show. Like, he tells... Okay, Zach Galifianakis was in it. What? Yeah. Cool. I yeah. didn't know that. I love him. Anyway, so he he tells Zach Galifianakis at one point, like, so the um, the first main actor gets hit in the head with a stage light that falls, mm-hmm. and um, and Regan Thompson says, uh, "I made that happen." I Are you that. drunk? Yeah. And so then, um, exactly. And so and Zach Galifianakis doesn't take it seriously. And then later on, towards the end, he's telling his ex-wife, well, I hear this voice that talks to me, and da-da-da-da-da. And then she was like, oh, okay, anyway, let's talk about something else. Yeah, like, she just ignores it. So he is kind of trying to call out for help a few times, and everyone just kind of ignores it. Um, And what that ends up culminating in is the character in his uh, play, at the end of the play, commits suicide, and he at the end of the play brings a real gun on stage and shoots himself in the face. Um, and what ends up happening is that goes viral and everybody loves it, which is like, so like sick and ironic because like he is a guy calling out for help, tries to commit suicide on stage, survives. And everyone's like, this play is amazing. Like that's horrific. So then what happens is he's in the hospital and um, he's alive, and people are visiting him. And then Zach Galifianakis' character is saying, "Oh, this is amazing! This is the best thing that's ever happened to your play. This is what you wanted." Da 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 da. And then his ex-wife Sylvia is like, "That's fucking sick! Like this guy tried to kill himself, and why are you talking about the play? Like whatever." Uh, and then he is given some time alone in his room for a moment. He says goodbye to Birdman, his Birdman hallucination, and then he 
seemingly disappears out a window and you don't know if he jumped or if he flew and that's the end. So that's a very interesting part is the ending. Yes. And we'll, we'll circle back because I feel like I could talk for an hour about this movie. But that is really the first part or the first time that you have an outside character of Regan Thompson See acknowledge yeah. that there is something odd going on mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and where, that's true. And, and because, I mean, the first time you see it, you know, he's in this kind of, like, lotus, you know, cross-leg position, and he's, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, he's floating. floating. Uh-huh. Um, and then that's the first time you hear, uh, you know, this voice, mm-hmm. um, and uh, which is basically him. It's Michael yeah. Keaton's yeah. voice. Um, talking, but it's it's basically his his like character. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's 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 almost as if, and you find out that it is actually like this Birdman persona um, in in another scene. But anyway, yeah, I mean you have all these kind of subtle um, you know hints that he is like this telekinesis type guy. You know, he breaks the vase or whatever. You know, he's moving things with his hands and, and his mind. Uh, you know, it makes things happen. But um, but no one ever sees that. No one ever sees it, and and, and there are times in which you're like oh obviously you know this is all in his head you know mm-hmm. when he's destroying his um you know dressing room and, and you know then he's, someone walks in and then Zach Magas walks in and then you just see him picking stuff up and then yeah and then moving it and then you know he messes with the uh poster and Zach Magas is like don't fuck with those guys they're union um another part that makes you wonder like is it all in his head or, or makes you think oh that's definitely all in his head is um I think I think you termed it like the third act is that he's like really hung over and he's walking home and he yeah. gets, and it seems like he's going to jump off a building mm-hmm. and then he flies yeah, and then he flies all around Manhattan and then mm-hmm. he ends up, he lands back at the, uh, the, the theater, the theater and he walks inside and then there's a cab driver that's like, Hey, wait, you have yeah, to you pay, pay me. me. Yeah, so, so like, obviously he just took a cab. Yeah. There. He took a cab and he was imagining all of it. So, so now that's a very interesting scene. It's, it's, it's where he is kind of hitting rock bottom with his play mm-hmm. and you know, you see him, uh, you know, just walking the streets and he buys, um, you know, a bottle of, you know, Jack Daniels or whatever. So after he buys the bottle of, of booze or whatever, he comes out and he sees that guy screaming. Mm-hmm. And you notice that what he's screaming are the lines that of the, the actor that, you know, got his, you know, uh, lamp, you know, falling on, uh, uh, you know, his head. That's, that's you know, the lines that, uh-huh. uh, you know, he was delivering. And then he even recited what... Um, the actor said, which was, is that a little bit too much? I was yeah. trying to give you a range. Yeah. You know, I want everything like that. And, and you, you know, you wonder what was that? Was that, was that yeah. the actor in the future? You know, like, I mean, maybe suffered, you know, some sort of head injury or whatever. And now he's just like an insane person on the side of the road, yeah. you know, just kind of screaming these lines and everything like that. And what, what exactly did that mean? What was that trying to say to the audience? Yeah. What, what, what is that meaning to Regan Thompson, him seeing that thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, well, he's kind of just like haunted by like everything that's gone wrong at that point. And it almost makes you want to watch it again and see if there's anything else that happens during that little walk after he's drinking to yeah. like kind of reminisce. Cause that's the most heavy handed one of like, here's a thing that already happened yeah. because like, there's even like the crazy lights that are right. Illuminating the guy, like the squares mm-hmm. of lights, yeah. which kind of like, speaks to that like his fate was getting hit in the head by light so one thing that i liked and this was like obvious but i just wanted to know if you picked up on it was um he visibly ages throughout the film Hmm. he uh he starts out i mean he's kind of an older guy anyway which is you know whatever but he he starts out um you know looking 
like himself, and he kind of gets more haggard and old and 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 yeah. just looks shitty as time goes on. Yeah. Like more wrinkles and more um, like his facial hair is a little bit more unkempt. And I just wanted to know if you noticed that because like like it's um, kind of speaking to how he's like literally giving his life to this passion project, and it's like the the. You know, like, the energy of making it is, like, literally appears to be taking years off of his life. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Did you pick up on I, that? You know, I, I, I didn't pick up on the fact. I mean, I, yes, I can see how, like, you know, the stress was, was um, uh, getting to him. But I, I like that. I'll, I mean, I, I, need to, I need to notice um, mm-hmm. or, or watch it again and see, see if I pick up on that. Because mm-hmm. that, that would add a very kind right. of odd element to it that you know this is like you know his 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 life is being in this and you know this is this is what he's um you know doing and he's visibly aging so so the end of this movie is like the big payoff so yeah. why don't we just talk about the end of the movie so, so one thing that i noticed and i want to know if you noticed this too huh. is um when he when it shows his bandaged face it looks like the Birdman bird, mask. Yeah. yeah. Bird and beak. so, yeah. And it looks, he looks like the Birdman. And then he, um, you know, ends up taking off the bandages and becoming himself again. And what is your take on that? What are your thoughts there? So, you know, you wonder, I mean, there is no clear, concise way to really interpret this. I mean, I, I feel like, has he, like, what what has made him... Because you can go down the path of saying now he's really embodied his character and he's like this, you know, super entity or superhero now to the world because mm. he did what he did. Okay. So maybe he's regained that type of, you know, popularity again, the type okay. of admiration yeah. that he's been seeking. Um, and then you wonder, maybe he can't escape this. You know, maybe yeah. it's, it, he's he's always Birdman no matter what he does. He screwed up killing himself, um, you know, and... You know, maybe he, either he's he's just accepting that he's Birdman, he just flies away, mm-hmm. or he's realizing that he's kind of trapped regardless, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, and just kind of goes out. But anyway, so, yeah. yeah, the big payoff is he opens the window, and it looks like he jumps out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't know what happens. The, yep. uh, the camera goes away, and then mm-hmm. his and then daughter, daughter comes back in. Comes yep. in, and... Um, on, you know, can't be found, mm-hmm. and she looks at the open window, looks down, and you think, oh no, he just committed suicide, blah. Yeah. But then the big payoff is you see Emma Stone's big eyes start to widen as she looks up as she into the looks sky, up as if she is looking at something, and she smiles. Yeah, and uh, and so then you wonder, did he fly or did he jump? I know what it's happened. Like, it's, did yeah, he actually I mean, have powers or what? I know. So it's at that at that very end, you just you don't know what to make out of so it. So my hot take on that Ooh, is yeah. that it really is he really is actually uh, hallucinating and imagining everything because he has a severe mental illness, yeah. uh, severe depression, right? And um, and he really is. You know, throughout all of it, he doesn't have magic powers. He's just imagining, maybe my life would be easier if I had these magic powers and this is what it would look like, right? And then, you know, whatever. Anyway, so my thought is what you're seeing, you're seeing this from his point of view the entire movie. Um, And so you're even seeing his death from his point of view. So basically what you're seeing after he jumps is what he imagines would happen after he dies. So I, I think what you're seeing is what he thinks, what the, what the main character thinks 
what happened after he dies. So he's thinking, oh, well, my daughter would be happy for me because she understands that, like, I need to be free mm -hmm. and she would see me flying, flying free, right? Like, flying free, like, yeah. is totally, like... I don't know, like something, mm -hmm. death, sweet release, yeah, something, something, yeah, death, something, something, flying. Like, you know, ascending, <laughs> you know, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and ascending, like ascending yeah. into, you know, your your next life, your yeah. next journey in death uh -huh. or whatever. That's And so, yeah, so I, mean, I, I, could, I, could, I could see that, you know, yes, I mean, the whole movie is basically, you know, with, um, you know, him and his kind of, you know, perception on things. Mm -hmm. And then when he dies, you know, he, this is the, the camera showing um, you know, his, uh, his daughter seeing that, oh yes, he actually does have these magical powers and everything like that he can fly yeah. and that's how he wants to be remembered as this, this yeah. big, uh -huh. you know, kind exactly. of whatever. What, and I um, think that that's, I think that's, it's still his point of view after he jumps. Yeah. So that's my hot take. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is the way they shot the movie Yes. in a one continuous shot or what appeared to be one continuous shot. Yeah. And then that mixed with the drums. So the drums yeah. was like a big part of everything, right? Yeah. That was stressful. The drums like, and, well, the, and, and the, the continuous shot. shot. And yeah. it was meant to be because yeah. it's, I think it kind of also showed the fact that it was one continuous shot and the camera never stopped moving. I think even when it was, oh my God, I'm pretty sure like even when it was like two characters in a room just talking mm -hmm. the camera was still moving the entire time it yeah. didn't stop and be stationary on them and then move on it yeah. just kind of kept circling around and stuff right like yeah 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 and, um and that ugh. then that that goes into a very kind of unique way that the director Alejandro Inirapu if I'm pronouncing that correctly um which I should know how to pronounce that um but anyway he was able to do this continuous shot um and there are times in which there are time lapses and, mm -hmm. you know, it goes from night to day or whatever and mm -hmm. you can kind of see that. Um, but again, still no cuts. I mean, overall, that was like anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the fact that it never, never stopped, yeah. you know? And I think that that really gave you kind of like a, an inside look at his, his mind because your mind never stops thinking. Yeah. And he was so invested in this project and, you know, he was obviously under a lot of stress. And so you can imagine how his mind was just completely racing and moving and couldn't turn off and never yeah. stopped. Even when it's two people talking in a room, the camera is still moving around them. Yeah. Like, and that kind of like uh, gives you an idea of like that stress that he was under, which kind of further goes into like it being solely from his point of view you yeah. know um which i liked and then the the heavy drums the drums were like a big yeah. part in the, the soundtrack and just to me like the drums just invoked that sort of like frantic yeah, like fast reaching, pace like fast pace. everything needs to like happen yeah like, you know what i mean but yes and i'm sure something else could be said about like heartbeat drums yeah. pulse i don't know but yeah. something but that, that's not how i read it i read it as like fast pace like yeah. you can't stop like uh -huh. lots of energy and, and and that was you know it was like stressful to watch yeah and, and and that's i mean and that was i mean that's that's the atmosphere mm -hmm. of you know theaters mm -hmm. you know that's that, true. and plays yeah. and yeah. things like that and um so yeah it was um it was it was very uh, it added a good element to it yeah. um so i mean as music does you know obviously with, yeah. with films but this was a little bit more, you know, bare bone, a little bit more, yeah. you know, simple, just kind of the drums and everything like that. And then, you know, it was so funny on his, before he's going to go out for his last show and shoot himself, yeah. he actually walks by a drum player, right. you know, doing the thing as if this is just 
the drums were actually like he was imagining them playing right like, he yeah. had drums in his in head his head yeah you know whenever things got tense or whatever but like yeah, he started true. playing these drums in his head and it was just his way to like cope with something or to like jumpstart him and then it really. kind of almost makes you crave those moments in the film when he has those moments of clarity and there's no noise it mm-hmm. just goes silent there's no background yeah. noise and so and that is like kind of like he's his head's clear and now the audience's head can be clear Mm -hmm. and sometimes the the soundtrack is just overpowering over what they're saying even and you're trying to focus on what they're saying and you kind of can't because the drums are playing and so um that's like i that's fucking genius it's genius it's a really good way to 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 really capture that feel because you're really making your audience feel physically feel a certain way to relate to your character and 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 I like that you mentioned that because, you know, I feel like music is seriously the most important element of the movie, which is a bold statement. People could say, oh, it's the direction, it's the acting, it's the cinematography, it's the editing, blah, blah, blah. I honestly think it's the music. And as much as I like, you know, these great big epic composers like John Williams or Howard Mm -hmm. Shore or Hans Zimmer, you know, you can create a symphony um, but if you just do kind of a, oh, let's slap the symphony on top of whatever this massive scene is, it works. It's great. But if you're strategic with, mm-hmm. you know, the cues and what type of music mm-hmm. and when you play it and yeah. match it up like they did in Birdman, yeah. then it just, it serves the movie that much mm-hmm. more. Well, should we move on to our ratings? Let's, let's, let, I want to hear your rating because this is like top five, like favorite movies of mine. So this is a hard one for me, actually, because really? I think for this movie, this movie, I have to appreciate it as an art piece, not as a movie. Like we were talking yeah. uh, the other day that my like my favorite movie is Scott Pilgrim versus the World, <laughs> yes. and it's such a stupid like it's that movie's also brilliant in its own it's way, clever. but it's it's, very clever. it's clever and it's silly and it's irreverent, and those uh-huh. are the things that I enjoy for entertainment value. Yeah, but I don't think I could classify Birdman as entertaining Mm. so much as it is thought provoking and um, artistic. And and like the way that I think of Birdman, it's like on a different level. Like it's, it's going to hang out at your friend's house versus going to the art museum. Like that's what it is. Like it's an art piece. And, and so I have to view it as such. I can't even think of it as a movie. It's an art piece. Because you got to be in a certain mindset. It's not like, yeah, I don't think that I would ever just sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to watch a movie today. I'm going to watch Birdman. I know. Like, no, I would sit down and I would say, I'm going to watch Hot Rod or Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. You know, something stupid and kind of mindless and clever and whatever. But, um, you know, so I kind of have to think of it different because like, it's not, I and can't a lot of people call had, it entertaining. You know what I mean? A lot like, of people like didn't like the movie because they just completely thought of it as something totally of what it wasn't. It's um, not a like I just don't even know. It's like not a movie. It's, it's I mean, an art it's, piece. I mean, it almost know? seems like you know, like a documentary at some point. You yeah. know, because it's just following this guy that yeah. is almost like it almost seems like you're following Michael Keaton. And these, because mm-hmm. they're, they're playing actors. They're all actors. I yeah. mean, you know, Edward Norton is an actor. Naomi Watts, actors. And, and, you know, they're playing themselves, yeah. um, you know, in these roles. And, um, and, yeah, I just don't think that it can be classified as a movie. I think <laughs> that it should be in a museum. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Isn't that I, weird? I don't I, know. It's kind of, I agree with that. And so I can see how people would underappreciate it. So, you know, I, I, it just doesn't even fit the same categories that I would normally rate stuff in. So as far as art goes, um, 
Do we need a theme to rate to rate as we usually do? Yeah, yeah, we oh, do. I don't know. God. Let's just do flowers. Okay. Because in the beginning is his daughter shopping for flowers for him. Yeah. She can't find the ones he wants, and it she gets, gets the these flowers instead. And then he gets flowers, the and he can't smell the flowers. Yeah, so yeah. flowers are a big thing too. Okay. She can go to a whole other rant about that, but we won't. Um, so. Okay. We'll say flowers. So um, I have to do several rating systems for this. Ooh. Okay. So on a art rating, I'm going to give it 10 flowers out of 10. It's Ooh. a masterpiece. Yes. Complete masterpiece. Diversity rating. Mm. Zero flowers out of 10. <laughs> All white uh, people yeah, would true. not recommend. Yeah. Um, yeah that's true. <laughs> All I could count was just the one uh, Hispanic person that sold him the whiskey. That was all I saw. There was nobody <laughs> else. The director. Like, not even the cab drivers. The director you know. is Hispanic. I know. Well, then why didn't he fucking cast more people of color? Um, on a movie rating, okay. I'm going to give it like three out of ten. Oh, no. Because I just wouldn't just, I wouldn't yeah. ever just go watch this. Yeah. I have to like prepare. Yeah. Like I wasn't ready to watch this. I didn't yeah. know what I was getting myself into. I have to be in that mindset. I have to prepare myself. Yeah. You can't like just like pop it on and no. be like, oh, Birdman's on or something yeah, like exactly. that. Like I don't, I like it. It shouldn't be like broadcast on like a cable channel exactly. or something like that. No, like this, not at all. This like it movie, needs to be sold you need and... to sit your ass down yeah. and, and watch, watch the yeah. movie maybe in a theater setting when yeah. there's no distractions. Yeah. So overall, I really, I did really like okay. it. So yeah. go on. I mean, uh, yes. Your turn. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's one of the best movies ever made in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, like literally uh, in the history of cinema, this is probably one of the best movies ever made. Like, I mean, you can throw out a lot of big movies to me and I would still be like, okay, yeah, those are good. But um, Birdman literally made me like buzz. Like I, I, I felt a certain way afterwards. Here's a question. Which do you like better? Birdman or Cloud Atlas? That's a hard one. Mm -hmm. Birdman. What? Yeah, no, really? Yeah, I know. Wow. I love I love Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas is one of my favorites, but I'm surprised. I know, I know. Uh, it was a hard one, but I, I, <laughs> I, I gave that definite answer pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, Birdman is. I mean, I I cry multiple times in Cloud Atlas, and not a lot of people like that movie. And I think it's brilliant because mm -hmm. it does. I mean, we could have another episode on on yeah. that, but yeah. I won't get into it. But no, Birdman. Okay. It, it, I mean, just it. It's flawless. Cool. The movie is. flawless flawless <laughs> um and there are flaws in cloud atlas and everything like that i mean it's magical for me just because i'm a weirdo and i like just what they did with that movie but yeah birdman um okay it's just, it's just a masterpiece all right so on a rating of zero to ten flowers you would give it a better than cloud atlas i would give it yeah <laughs> uh, uh, you know 12.5 out of a uh, scale from one to ten okay perfect uh, yeah well <laughs> I guess that's going to do it for us. So, so uh, there you have it, folks. New year, new new us. Not really. We're still doing the same old good stuff. So. Same old good stuff. But you know what? We started off this year with an amazing, amazing movie. Here's to more. Here's, Here's to more amazing to movies. More. And again, so, shout out to uh, our... Yeah, we want to thank uh, Stay Naked Fit and Message to the Masses for your support of our episode. Go check them out. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram page. Mm -hmm. Message to the masses, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes. Yep. Matt, Diana, you're my boy. Hey, and while you're while you're uh, over there on the internet, uh, go ahead and give us a share. Share us with uh, people you think would like the show. Um, go ahead and uh, give us a, a like on Instagram, a follow on Twitter. Um, 
Give us a rate and a subscribe on iTunes. Um, we really do value your um, your reviews. If you want to write up a review for us, that would be awesome. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback. and uh, Show the love, spread yeah, the love. Yeah, show the love, know. spread the love. 20 this. great teen. Let's make it... Okay, all right. Let's right. make it... <laughs> good, great. Let's make it good again. What? <laughs> God, yes. All right, well... I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. I have been your uh, co-host, Morgan Spatola. And I have been your co-host, Thomas Jernigan, Birdman. Yep. Awesome. That's a wrap.